The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how the earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Well, what a busy and amazing weekend this is. All sorts of things have been happening. Of course, it's Father's Day. So for some of us, especially those who have daughters in the family, it's a really great day. <laughs> Sons are less likely to remember, I'm finding. <laughs> but also so many other things happening in the lives of people this time of year. Uh, it's uh, been a while since we had young children. And I lost track of the fact that it's not December that's the busiest time of the year. It's May and June, and it just gets crazy, it seems. But in the life of our church, I think today is a very special day. This entire weekend is, in fact. Yesterday, I was uh, in Barrington at St. John's, along with a couple of other members of our parish. And we were there to participate in, to celebrate with... Uh, Becky Gettle, who will be our new curate coming in August. Becky was being ordained to the order of deacons. And it was wonderful to be with her, with her family, with those in that parish who had been so faithful to work with her and be with her as she made her journey toward ordination. It was a wonderful time and a reminder for me of the vows that I had taken at ordination. And then today, it couldn't be better. We have two baptisms. We are so fortunate to be able to baptize Bennett and Margaret this morning and to renew our own baptismal vows, to be reminded what it is to be a part of the body of Christ. And then, of course, there's one other thing we're going to do today that is also a great joy. We are going to graduate Marie Thorpe from Education for Ministry, EFM. Uh, some of you I know are very familiar with it. A large number of our of our uh, congregation's leadership has gone through education for ministry. It's a four year program of prayer and study and formation. And the, the purpose of it is to help lay people understand better how they may engage in lay ministry in their congregation and beyond. And so we have that to be thankful for as well to say what an amazing weekend. What an amazing Sunday. 
Well, this morning we have two parables from the gospel, and I think they are particularly appropriate today as we think about planting seed, because I believe indeed what we have been doing this weekend is planting seed. But before we look at those two parables specifically, I think there are two terms that we should unpack a bit. The first is the term the kingdom of God. For many, that's a a real mystery. Uh, We have trouble conceptualizing what that means when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God. And I think often we think of it in terms of proximity to Christ or a, a location, even perhaps a geographical location where the kingdom is present in some way. Some of us, I think, uh, think of the kingdom of God as heaven. But it perhaps would be much better if that had been translated instead of the kingdom of God, God's rule or God's power. Now, the term that I prefer, not preferred by everybody, because it seems very hierarchical, but I prefer the term the reign of God. Because I think it acknowledges the sovereignty of God over all of God's creation. And it invites us into a relationship with the sovereign. It invites us into a relationship with this other that we're unable to describe, but which we know has been engaged in our lives. And so when we talk about the kingdom of God, let us try to think about it as God's power or the reign of God. The second term that I think is always important for us to review is the term parable. We're beginning a time of the church year when we'll be going through a number of parables. And I've, uh, I always look back on what that means because I want to be sure that I have refreshed myself. And this year I came across a very interesting explanation of parable that I think you might find helpful as well. There's a Lutheran pastor who is an active minister in the church, who's also a a Greek scholar and a commentator. And I always refer to him whenever I can. Brian Stoffrigan is his name. And Brian uh, pointed toward some work that had been done by a scholar, suggesting that parables should be thought of as art. They should be thought of as something we enter into in a kind of a mysterious way. And we know that they do something to us when we're present with them. It's sort of like a joke. If you try to analyze a joke too much, it's no longer funny. And that can happen with a parable. Overanalyzing and overthinking a parable takes the power out of it. The power of the parable is when it engages us and makes us a little bit uncomfortable because it turns our world upside down. Or it suggests something that we could have never have imagined. And maybe it doesn't say it outright. Because if it did, it would lose some of its power. We have to find it. And Stoffergan says it creates an event between the life in the story and the life of the hearer. And so with that as introduction, I think we should now look at the two parables that Jesus gave us this morning. The first is is only found in Mark, no other gospel. And when I uh, it's the only one, I think, that is uh, like that. And I thought, you know, how did it happen to get in there? Of course, we have no idea. Perhaps Mark had heard it from Jesus himself. But it's a very strange one. And it's a little bit hard, I think, for us to understand when we first hear it. 
The parable suggests that that God's reign, God's power, it doesn't depend on us much at all. It does seem that we have to plant the seed in some way. The farmer, the gardener does that. And at the other end, when it's time for harvest, the farmer goes out and harvests. But what happens in between is entirely God's work. I grew up on a farm, on my grandparents' farm, and my grandfather was not particularly religious. Uh, He went to church because my grandmother went to church. (laughs) He was a Norwegian Lutheran, and she was a Methodist. And they had an agreement. Uh, The first 20 years, they would go to the Norwegian Lutheran church. And then the second 20 years, they go to her church. They were married over 65 years. (laughs) So she got the better deal. One time, it was near dusk, and we were standing out in the field. We were actually on a little, a little path beside the oat field. And that afternoon, it was particularly beautiful because the, the, the wind was blowing across the, those heads of oat, and the oats were just flowing like an ocean, and they were golden. It was near harvest time, and that late afternoon sun was shining on that oat field. And he said to me, you know, he said, I have no idea how all of this happens. He said, I just put it in the ground and it grows and then we harvest it. And that's what Jesus said. God's power, God's reign is life. So often I think we believe it's up to us. And I'm sure that I've preached it that, you know, if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Well, God's going to do it. And God is going to surprise us when God does it as well. I think the other thing we need to remember about that is that it's not really about us. It's about God. And it's about how the reign of God proliferates. And it will proliferate no matter what. The second parable is another one that's really quite interesting. You almost have to uh, have been... A gardener or a farmer or someone close to the land, I think, to actually have a feel for how uh, earthy these parables really are. It also is about the reign of God. But unfortunately, many times it's been reduced to a simple maxim that great things come from the smallest things. And while that's true, I think the depth of the parable goes beyond that. What I think this is about is about a weed. And again, as I think back to my time growing up on a farm, I remember that one of the things we had to be very diligent about was watching for that yellow weed that would grow in the middle of the oat field because that's mustard. And if you don't take it out when it starts growing, pretty soon you'll have those yellow plants all through the crop and it can ruin a crop. I remember my grandfather looking at some farmers around us and thinking they're not very good farmers. And he'd even say that because there was all this mustard growing out in their fields. It seems to me that what Jesus was saying to his disciples is that the reign of God is wild. It is uncontrollable. It is like a weed. And we think we can control it. We think we understand it. We think we can capture what it means. But it is like a weed, and it will grow where it will. And that is also true of the reign of God. God will do what God wills. I know that 
all of us have probably had this experience of encountering someone that we thought didn't have a very deep spiritual life. And then as we got to know them, we found out the depth of that life and how God had touched their lives and had transformed them. And it wasn't obvious on the surface. And we would even thought God would never be engaged in that person's life as I see it. God will not be controlled. God is like that weed, that wild plant. Mark, I think, reminds us that we are too eager to control what we can't control. And that it is up to God to proliferate the kingdom of God. Well, this morning and this weekend, we have been touched, I think, by the one who really does make the kingdom grow. We have seen the seeds of ordination and new ministry. We have participated in a few minutes in these baptisms, a reminder of what it is to be a part of the body of Christ. Those seeds are so important to sow. And we also are seeing the seeds of expanding lay ministry as we share with Mary this morning in celebrating her graduation. The reign of God will not be controlled. The seeds must be sown and the harvest will come about, but we will not control the reign of God. And God will expand God's kingdom. Amen.